welcome to Punchboard Paradise, coming to you from the heartland of America in Omaha, Nebraska, where we discuss the world of tabletop gaming, the topics that affect the board game community, and give honest and fair reviews of the industry's hottest games. In episode 65, the Punchboarders talk about some recent plays. We give an update on our New Year's gaming resolutions and review food chain magnate the ketchup expansion hey everybody i'm clef hey i'm chad i'm richie that was solid i just want to let you know this is the 65th episode that's crazy you you have nailed it you finally clef you finally nailed it i I, I thought that was the worst opening (laughs) (laughs) richie's like oh god (laughs) it's gonna take me forever to I'm gonna do a little bit of a little bit of editing, but I mean, you you nailed the the punch board. Yeah, that part. That part down. You get a lot of uh, yeah. compliments of that. I think so, right? And yeah. he said magnate correctly. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Your right. words are, yeah. are flowing yeah. today. Just don't See? ask me to say anything about brass. All right, we're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, I can't seriously, guys. Sixty fifth episode. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it is not like some some milestone that everybody talks about, but right. I, you know, you just brought this up. You know, we've been doing this sixty five times. That's all. That's a lot. Yeah, I never thought we'd guys. make it past about ten or eleven or no. something. No, it's <laughs> good. Please don't go back and listen to those first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. started like in the twenties. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, when my there. basement wasn't so noisy. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Because yeah, we used to do it, it over Skype mm-hmm. when we first started doing this. And Chad would constantly have like weird noises going on down there, or his recording wouldn't work. You'd hear like it puts the lotion on it. Shut up! Shut up! Okay, no, uh, yeah. So I mean, it's good. Uh, it's yeah. nice to see you guys face to face. Yes, it's uh, a good excuse every week to see each other face to face. Yes, it's very very true. And we've gotten to play some great games. Yeah. Well, what what have you played recently? I've been on a really big splatter kick here like the past year you know i mean first i started off with you know great zimbabwe and indonesia and you know antiquity and then obviously as we're going to talk about here in a little bit you know food chain magnate uh so i kind of wanted to finish off and so i finally got in um some plays of roads and boats which is but if I'm not mistaken, that's the first splatter, at least. Well, maybe not the very first, but of the big ones, right? After bus, and the bus bus isn't really considered the big one because I think they did that in what what is for them college, basically, when they were okay. buddies in college. But yeah, I think yeah. that that is their first big release. Right, okay. So, well, I'll tell you. It felt like a 20-year-old game to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, and I'm, I'm really, I'm going to call out the punch punch and say, you know, if there's anybody out there that's a big Roads and Boats fan... Tell me what I'm, am, am, am I missing something? Because I was kind of, you know, in my plays, both of them, at some point in the game, I'm just like, wow, I just don't feel like there's a lot going on here. Um, And I'll explain the game real quick. I mean, literally, you have four phases that you do, and you everybody can do them simultaneously because for the most part, there's not a lot of interaction in the game, and maybe that's part of it. Maybe there's supposed to be more. But you start off, you're going to produce on any of your stuff that produces, you're going to move. So you got your, to start with, you got your donkeys and they're like moving planks and, you know, trunks around and you're trying to just produce more things. And then you have building. So you can build new, like a sawmill or a paper mill or things like that. And then finally, the last phase is the, the monument where you have an opportunity to build bricks on this monument. And at the end of the game, you get so many points for, you know, bricks in different rows and stuff like that. But it is very 
repetitive in the fact that you just it just didn't feel like much was going on. I just felt like I was just moving these things around on these donkeys and doing the and the object is eventually is to take these uh, basic materials and start building up. And eventually it's to make stock certificates, which is really weird. You start off by making, you know, planks and paper. And, you know, the object of the game is to start making these stock certificates, which is all fine. But like I said, it's really like a very uh, basic resource type of game. I almost compared it to a couple of games that came to mind for it was one was La Havre or La Havre or however you say it. And because I kind of felt like, you know, you were taking resources and then turning them into buildings, you know, like you do kind of in La Havre. Um, but obviously without the, you know, the, the movement and then the feed the people thing or whatever, you certainly don't have any people to feed in this game. That's one thing for sure. But then the other game I thought about with the movement was kind of like brass where you're trying to make these different roads and you uh, you actually draw on a piece of acrylic in this game to like draw your roads but you're trying to make these different roads and connections to start to make your stuff more kind of efficient or whatever and you do have an opportunity where somebody could come in and take a resource or something from you because not the resources you have on the board are never yours so they're very uh, similar to uh oh what's the 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 stonemeyer game a scythe yeah that you know you have the resources on the tiles and but they're they could be taken away type of thing. So it had that aspect. I'm not in any way saying that this was a bad game. I didn't sit there and go, oh my God, this game is, is, is terrible or anything. But I just did not see the appeal of continuing to just kind of do the same thing over and over. And eventually the four of us that were playing, we just all said, okay, I feel like we've kind of gotten enough of this. You know, I mean, at this moment, we just didn't have the desire to continue and finish the game. So I, I don't know. I'm like I said, I'm I'm asking the punch punch. Is there somebody out there that's a big roads and boats fan that would you know tell me what am I missing or what what am I not doing right that makes this an exciting game? Well, I'm jealous because you did get this played before me and I've had it for a while, which is which is shameful. But I look through the the manual and I can understand where this comes from because the rules seem to leave open the play of what you're doing, like. Like you said, this is a resource conversion game with room for interaction, but not promoted like maybe some of the other splatter games might do so. And if you think about it, you know, so At the Gates of Loyang by Uva Rosenberg talks about we owe uh, the stacking of the vegetables that, that you do when you produce. We owe that to antiquity. So if you think about that and how far back that game is and Roads and Boats is beyond that, that's a ways back if you really think about it. So, you know, this does have some lineage to it. But, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I'm curious to see how you play this so that there is more, you know, because when you think splatter, you think interaction, right? I mean, you think think how how you butt heads. Yeah, and punishing interaction. You know, I mean... You make wrong moves in antiquity and forget about it. You're going to have a town full of graves and pollution all over the place. And I just felt like, you know, there was no no pressure on me. It was like, okay, I'm just simply going to move these things around. And like I said, I'm guessing that more experienced players, maybe they can block tiles from other people because you only have one building per tile. So I'm sure there's going to start to be interaction there. But I still just didn't find it to be very... 
compelling interaction. It just didn't didn't compel me to continue to play it. Well, hang on to it before you I'm, know I'm you're back. You're back from the punch punch because yep. Clef's a little notorious for yeah, yeah. making some bad deals. In fact, I don't think I'm going to get rid of it. Period. Even okay. if I don't like okay. it, because every time you know splatters. And yeah, we'll, we might we'll talk, talk about, about this another later. splatter here coming up. <laughs> yeah, <that> maybe. <laughs> Oh boy, younger stupor cleft, uh, definitely, yeah. But anyways, so there you go. So there is uh, Roads and Boats by uh, two guys, I uh, names I, I can't pronounce. Chad, you you do it for me. Yoris Versinga and Yarun Doman. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. So there you go, Roads and Boats uh, from Splatter. So Chad, what have you been getting to the table here lately? Well, you know, this is still coronavirus time and so sometimes i'm still playing on the computer which is definitely not my way uh, but i have played a few things on tabletop simulator one of the things i've played is one of my very 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 favorite games lisboa from the incomparable vital lacerda and uh, i played the queen's variant now the queen's variant is supposed to be shipping i think with kanban all it is really as far as i can tell is a card that comes out in the royalty cards, you know, uh, with one of the one of the the royalty. So when that pops up, you take this out and put out the queen's variant card. What that means is much, much, much earlier in the game, you stop collecting decrees, which is very interesting because Mister Lacerda said he meant the game or or started designing the game with this in mind. And what you have to do is basically you have to pick something that you feel like you can go with and go with it from the beginning a little bit more. The the decree cards are like the how you score in-game victory points. Yes, things, thank right? you okay. for clarifying. Yep, yep okay. exactly. So those decree cards come out and you're trying to grab them. And a lot of times in the last few rounds of the game, what people do is try to scoop up the ones that come out into the display that seem to fit with what they've already done. And in this variant you are trying to grab up what you think you can do for the rest of the game. And then that pushes you a little bit in a direction, which is very hmm. interesting. I, I, like, I like the sound of that. Yeah, actually. I like the sound of it yeah. too. So so, I, would, I would say the decree cards were kind of the one thing that I felt was not tacked on, but it just, I don't know, like, like you're saying, like at the end of the game, that's when you go yeah. and just scoop up what oh, okay, you I've actually done did. This, I've done this. I yeah. uh, got you. I have more of this resource than you. I'm going to grab this one. Yeah, that I agree. Yeah. Yeah, so my opinion is this is a great little change up for the game. And there are times, I think, when just the regular game is fun and appropriate to play. And there are plenty of times where that is a much more fun variant, especially if you played the, the game a few times. So uh, I highly suggest getting on. And I think uh, Tabletopia has this Queen's variant in there. Uh, Vital has uh, had many of his games on Tabletopia to kind of iron out the rough edges even before he produces them on Kickstarter. So there's a lot of his stuff on there, but you can play it with the the queen's variant but like i said you could even if you find out the card and i'm i'm sorry here maybe we'll link it in the show notes uh i, I i'm giving more work for, for richie, richie. Uh, but, not listening yeah exactly so uh but there is a certain card that triggers this queen card to come out so you can just you can just kind of play it on your own and try that mm. out it's definitely worthwhile and I mean, uh, uh, a lot of the talk on Slack, it sounds like Lisboa's kind of one of our Punch Bunch's favorite games. I mean, a lot of people in there really, really like this uh, besides you. I don't know, Richie, maybe me and you got to revisit this. I, hey, I'm willing to go back to it. Hey, you know, I'm, especially with that with that variant. That's yeah, very like interesting. I like that a lot. So cool. Well, and the other online game that I played. Um, uh, Chad always trying to get two. I was going to sneak yep, in two. Well, sneak yeah, in I, think, two. I think our audience is going to be interested in this. One. Okay, I really all do. Right, all That's right. the only reason. 
Uh, but I played the newest, not out yet, Stefan Feld game. Ooh. So this is Bonfire from Hull and I think Pegasus Spiel games. This game, uh, I think it might give Richie fits as far as the theme. It Ooh. is it is a crazy, <laughs> crazy theme. I'm not kidding. With Feld, I'm not, I'm not usually, yeah, I'm saying, I'm not about usually the looking to they have mean, a theme that makes sense. First but. of all, the theme doesn't make sense. But second of all, what they try to, to have it be is just, yeah, I think he's, he'd be almost apoplectic. But <laughs> you, are, you are a race that lives on a planet that is fairly far from the sun. Uh, you, I believe, if I'm getting this right, you have gnomes or you are a race of gnomes, and they're these guardians that have this eternal bonfire that has lit this bonfire because you know you're so far from the sun, it's it's really cold, and you need this this heat and this energy, <laughs> and so and so you've some somebody has pissed off the guardians, and the guardians have gone away, and the bonfire is going out, and as this race of gnomes, you're needing to get that bonfire lit again, okay, and. And, and so what you need to do, and it's really funny because all the meeples have these big ears. And so, of course, all I can think is is Richie with the ears, you know, uh, that we have <laughs> that picture of. Yeah, that's right. I mean, they look like little Yodas, all these meeples. Anyway, uh, so, so you are trying to get the Guardians to come back and you're completing these little task tiles on various islands to show the guardians that you're serious about this, that you're worthy, and then they will come visit the the bonfires that you've created and relight the big bonfire to to help save the earth, basically. Wow. Yeah. That that's more sounds like more theme than Liz Boa. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. No comment. Yeah. Cliff wants to know how this ends. Wow, yeah. I'm sure hope we get that fire lit these poor yeah. people at home tonight. <laughs> so 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 there are a few different mechanisms in this. This actually feels to me, honestly, like a return to Feld. Uh, I don't know if Richie will like this game, but I, I feel like it's a return to his oeuvre, so to speak. I think that he has a lot of different intertwining mechanisms in this game. Most of the player interaction in it has to deal with getting stuff taken from you that you had planned to take, for example. Uh-huh. And... Uh, you know, there was a lot of groaning in the four-player game that we played. But really, what you're doing is you have action tiles. And these action tiles that you get are based on these fate tiles. These fate tiles are already on a player board that you have, and they have different symbols on them. And when you are able to slide them onto your player board, like polyominoes, if you're able to link these fate tiles together, when you match them orthogonally, you get more of them, okay? So then you collect these action tiles and you use them to do various things on the board. Some of the things you can do are go to the different islands, so you're sailing around in your boat, you are trying to complete tasks that are on those islands by having things completed, you are trying to get specialist cards, which have to do with the gnomes again, and they can give you game-breaking abilities. You're also, with the cards, trying to get other end-game end scoring abilities. And then you are trying to get guardian movements or guardian processions. So you collect guardians from these various islands, and then you have an action tile that moves them along. And they can move along your path that you clear for them if you take more path tiles out across your player board. 
And then you have to make sure that you also collect portals. So here is the rub here, right? You are getting path tiles that go from left to right often, and you're getting portal tiles that go from right to left with certain symbols on them. And so you have to plan very well on how you are doing this, and then they connect to bonfires, which are the tasks that you've completed and flipped over. So these guardians are moving out to those and scoring you points as you do it. So it really is a puzzle, but it is interactive only in as much as it is taking the certain tasks that you think you can get or taking the certain path tiles that you want, those kinds of things, right? So it feels a lot like Trajan where you have that long-term planning and you're trying to do those things, but people can really mess you up. There's certainly, in my one play of it, an AP component with the task tiles on the island where you have you have done, you know, you've planned for this thing, you're going to take it, and then when you take it, you can flip it on a turn, you know, you can get the points or whatever. But somebody else takes it and then all of a sudden you need to start over and oh my gosh you know hmm. but if you are a fan of Feld I really feel like you will like this one I don't know if it's for you two but for our listeners that do like Feld yeah I think that they would they would really like it I, I, I like it more than his previous ones that he's put out lately well, we know that Bryce is it's already better than 99% yeah. of games out there. Yeah. So, <laughs> Well, I actually played it with Bryce last night. He liked it quite a bit. Okay. It, it looks better than most of his games as far as the, the color palette is, it is, is not brown. It is so very good. beautiful as far as the color palette. And th like I said, there's a lot of interlocking mechanisms here. That is Bonfire from Hull and Pegasus Spiel and, of course, the incomparable Stefan Feld. What about you, Richie? Well, I got in a couple plays of Babylonia. From uh, Reiner Knizia. Ooh, the, the good doctor. Yes, yes. And one, I'd, I honestly, I did not look into this at all as far as I just purchased it. Someone said, Richie, I think you might like this. It's good enough. I yeah. said, it, fine. There's not much I just out bought there to it. buy right now. So, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there really isn't. So I just bought it. And I was honestly, I was expecting a heavier game because I had heard people talking about Tigris and Euphrates and Yellow and Yangtze. So, and those aren't like super heavy games, but they're. You know, they're a little bit more complicated, at least. They're, they're at least, especially with his style of design, they're not intuitive necessarily if you, you know, if you have not played one of his games before. They're chess-like. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, this is definitely on the lighter end. And I would say that this is more like Samurai or even Blue Lagoon, like a, a mix between Samurai and Blue Lagoon, if you've, if either one of you have played those before. I, I know you've played Blue Lagoon. Uh, that was from last year. Uh, that one's kind of like Through the Desert. So it's just a... And so with this, it's kind of a combination of those two, and it's kind of like a big abstract game. It almost plays just like a big abstract, very tactical. Uh, the way that it works is that on your turn, you have these clan tokens, and there's three islands on the maps, and then you have the Tigris and Euphrates River running between the islands. So that's what splits it up. And there are these ziggurats all over the board. And on your turn, you are going to have five tokens that you drew at random. That's kind of like uh, Samurai, where you draw these tiles behind your screen. Uh, so you have these five tokens, and there are two types of tokens. There are nobles, and there's three different nobles, and then there's farmers. And on your turn, you can either play two of your clan tokens, so it doesn't matter what the mixture is. It could be two nobles, it could be a noble and a farmer, whatever. Or you can play three or more farmers. So if you have a bunch of farmers, you can just get them all out. And the way that you score points in the game is that every time that you place one of your tokens next to a ziggurat, you will score points immediately for the number of ziggurats that you're next to. Uh, one that encourages you to just place your tokens all over the board. 
uh, just because once you start ramping up, you can be getting a lot of points off of that. Uh, the number of ziggurats out there depends on the number of players. In a two-player game, there's only three out there. But you could get to where every time you place a token there, you're going to get three points. Uh, but then the other way that you score points is that after you place your clan tokens, you're going to look to see if any cities or ziggurats score. They score if they are surrounded on land completely. The way that the scoring for the cities works is that the city tiles, they have symbols on them. They're the symbols of the nobles. And there's between one and three symbols on this. And you will count how many of your tokens connect contiguously to that city that match those nobles that are on there. And you'll get two points for every one of your clan tokens that qualifies. Like I said before, the way that the ziggurats, like when you're scoring during the game, you want to be spread out. But for when you go to score cities, you want to be directly connected. So you kind of want a contiguous line directly to them if you can. Um, and then the way that when the ziggurats score, they, they don't give you points, but you will get uh, these game breaking powers that are up above the game. Some of them let you place a noble out, like when you place three or plus, plus more farmers. Some of them let you have seven tokens behind your or on your tray instead of just the five. They can give you victory points. There's a lot of different things that you can get from those. But that's it. That's the game. That, that would be the end of your turn. Next person would go. So I taught Jessica. We played a game in probably 45 minutes. That was with the teach. And then we played again right away. And so it is very abstract, especially at that too. I mean, it really felt more like chess-like, like an abstract game, like a, a purely abstract game. But that that's good that you wanted to play again. I mean, you, you, you picked it up and wanted to go again. Yeah, I mean, it, it's enjoyable. Like I said, I was definitely expecting something a little heavier. Okay. Um, like I said, this is, I would say, in between like Blue Lagoon and Samurai as far as complexity goes. Uh -huh. So if that's kind of what you're looking for, like this could easily be a, a family weight game. I could see it being extremely mean, especially when you get more people out there because you're trying to cut people off and whatnot. But I mean, it is definitely a, a tactical abstract strategy game. So do you liken this to the, I'm going to mess this up, but the series that you like with the, the black and white? Uh, oh, the the gift series? Yes, thank you. Um, Yeah, I mean, it... It would kind of fall into that that weight of game, definitely, for sure. Yeah. Um, so it, it's definitely worth trying out. Um, I would definitely say probably try before you buy it, because um, if you're going into it like I was, where you're, you're expecting probably a little bit more, you know, this is definitely on the lighter end. Worth me even taking time to play it? Well, as we're well, it depends on when you give your update on how you're doing with your uh, game. Oh resolution, yeah, never mind. So. We'll play it. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> uh, so that is Babylonia from Dr. Reiner Knizia. Well, let's just go into it. I mean, it was spoken. Should we talk about our updates? I mean, we should talk about our mid-year gaming resolution updates, right? Yeah, not as easy to say as you uh, think. <laughs> hey, I give you props at the beginning. You <laughs> calm down. That's he true. did. You he did. did. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so yeah, somebody, uh, Saskatoon Dave yes. was the one who hey. emailed and said, hey, I'd like to hear an update on how those are going. 
You know what? And I will say, all of us got a, a warm feeling in our tummy when we read an email from Saskatoon. It was. Yeah. It's been so long. Yeah. I, was, I was wondering what happened to old Saskatoon. Now he's, he's, uh, he says, hey, well, let's hear about the update. So, Chad, let's talk about yours. Uh, first of all, what were your resolutions? I really have to be honest and say, <laughs> I don't know. I think I, when we, I really don't know. When we feigned, when we talked about it, you guys talked about very serious, concrete things. And I said how I had failed last year and didn't know exactly. But I wanted to do more deep diving. Now, I will say that one of the things was play, play again, play more deeply into a few games. And one of those games that I did name was Food Chain. And I did get that done with this expansion because I definitely played plenty of games of Food Chain. Not quite enough, but plenty. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. So... Chad is uh didn't really have one. So I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, sorry guys, uh, don't uh, don't look too deeply into this. So Richie, how goes the purging of the collection? All right, yeah. So that was my main one was to I, I think originally I said that I wanted to to get rid of a hundred games, and then I think like the next episode or maybe a couple episodes after that. I had upped that to 200, uh-huh. 200 games out of the collection. I, I'm going to say I think you've done it. I I've, I, I hit the first mark. Okay. All Pretty right. Easy. Okay. Pretty easy. So, and this is through selling and trading, and I've got I've got all my stats here. So I traded away 202 games. Nice. In trades. Wow. And from those trades, I received 32 games back. Wow. wow. Okay. And then I've purchased because I also did say I was going to limit myself to ten purchases. Although I, I'm pretty sure I threw that out pretty <laughs> yeah, early. You did. Yeah. You did. You yeah. did. Now I'm only at nineteen purchases. All that's right. not bad. So that's not terrible, especially. Considering COVID. I mean, for us, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Especially for us. Because there's hardly anything out there's there There's nothing to buy. To buy. Yes. I literally, for my birthday, I had a gift card. I looked and I was like, there's literally nothing here for me to buy. I almost bought the uh, the Obelisk game or the whatever that. The, Tech and Yeah. I almost bought that just to rub it in Clef's face because he still doesn't have his copy. <laughs> <laughs> I came real close to doing that. From but I have somewhere. mine. I just yeah. bought expansions instead. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So 19 purchases. So that's uh, 151 games out of the collection. That's pretty good. When I do the, I, you know, I will give you do the math of what that. I got back. That's also, it's good. your related birthday, so happy birthday. Oh, thank you, thank well, you. That's yeah. very true, yeah. And I still have, I think I, I think I looked this up. I think I have like 30, there's still like 34 games left on the Gotta Go shelf. Okay. So, good for you, very man. Nice. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. Okay. I am, I am not as good at that. Now, how did you, let's, let's talk for a real quick second, because people want to know, how did you do that? Like, some of us have that, question of like oh i have this game maybe some so and so that i know is going to come over to play it how do i get rid of that i mean what you know did you uh jessica my, my wife bring your wife down she'll <laughs> she'll start clearing out stuff for you real quick okay, <laughs> so because right. i mean a lot of the games that i have i have with the idea that she'll want to play it or the, the idea that she likes it enough to play it okay when honestly when you bring her down she's like i she i've never even seen this game it's like you've played it 10 times <laughs> yeah i thought you liked it she's like no it can go and she's <laughs> she got me to the hundred really fast wow hey <laughs> right, good job uh, jessica I, that would be the opposite for my wife because i'm oh, like really i'm gonna sell this and she's like oh no we gotta keep it honey we haven't played lords of water deep <laughs> in three years yeah, but we might one day. All right, I'll keep it, you know, type of thing. Yeah. So, uh, but anyways, uh, so good, good job, yeah, Richie. Right. Right. What about, what you, about you, buddy? Well, if if you remember, I I wanted to play new games. I mean, that's one of my favorite things to do is is uh, learn new games, and um, so I said I think I can get ten a month of new games in. So I was going for a hundred and twenty new games. 
So the update is, I right now, so we're approximately three-fourths of the way through the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were in September, I have so. 64 played of the 120. Oh, okay. Half. You're not. Some half. Not, and you know. considering the world went to crap in 2020, yep. that's not too bad, I don't think. I mean, and pretty much I just figure the month of December, I'm just going to be over at Richie's playing all these games, and then I can tell him what to sell to after I get done playing. <laughs> okay, good. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, what's really going to be bad is if, like, the last day of December, I'm like, all right, Richie, it's time to teach me a mansion of, mad- <laughs> mansions <laughs> of madness. <laughs> then I know you're desperate. <laughs> yeah, then I'm really desperate. But not too bad. So 64 out of 120. Now, realistically, I'm not going to get to the 120. Just There's just not enough new games coming out, for one thing. Um, and it does seem like here of late, a lot of the games, I mean, especially coin games and things like that, even since I'm getting new games in there, they're a lot longer of games, yeah, right. so you're just not getting in the, 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 you know, I have a little bit more quality than I do quantity right now. I will let you know, this is really interesting. I, I, I responded, I, I don't know who is the head of Secret Cabal Twitter, but I think it's Jamie Kiki, and I will say he he responded with, hey, I wanted to play a coin game. I bought Pendragon. And I was like, woo! Well, that Ooh, is not the one to start with. I know, jumping in the deep I end. Thought, right? <laughs> Jamie, no, 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 no. So no. I told him, oh boy, you <laughs> yeah. jumped with both feet into the big pool. So mm. congratulations. So yeah. I hope that that goes well. And he, he still wants to play more coin Ooh. games after that. We'll see. Uh, yeah. If you got questions on that battle sheet, don't call me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. All right. Well, there you go, Saskatoon Dave. We a little bit of an update and uh, how we're all doing. It sounds like Chad at least is uh, the best of us since he wrote it. (laughs) Yeah. If you don't set goals, you don't have to worry about it. There you go. Hey. uh, Thanks again, Saskatoon Dave. Now, for those of you who do like the games that you're playing, don't want to get rid of them, maybe now's a great time to hear from our sponsor. How many times have you spent more time getting your board game set up than playing it? Well, if you have, then you need an insert from 3D Bitspace. They make great ones from Marco Polo to Grand Austria Hotel. You can even contact the owner, Ryan, about a custom insert. So head on over to Etsy.com and search 3D Bitspace. And when you order, also send Ryan an email and mention Punchboard Paradise and receive a free hex tray. Get to playing games and not setting them up. All righty, so uh, do we have a new Patreon? We do. Do we have 15 new Patreons? We don't. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) We got one. (laughs) That's all right. That's all all that matters. It's a good one. It is a good one. It's a good one. This is true. Yeah. I don't know. She beats me in every game we play. So I don't, well, I don't know. <laughs> hey, thank you out there to our newest patron, Gabby Cutler. Ooh, all right. Thank Gabby. you, Gabby. Thank you, Gabby. And if you would like to become a patron of Punchboard Paradise, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Punchboard Paradise and you can become a patron of us. Hey, speaking of that, we are going to actually, we're, I'm going to re-up and re-kind of vamp the uh, Patreon page. Um, a lot of stuff on there, obviously, we, we couldn't do, unfortunately, this year due to the fact of COVID. So I'm going to be adding a bunch of new fun things on there and some uh, I don't know. We might even be doing some live plays that people can uh, tune in and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. So definitely, if you've been thinking about it, and maybe something wasn't quite there, 
might be some new cool things on there. So definitely check it out. Great. Thanks. And if you need a new t-shirt, some new threads, you can go to punchboardparadise.threadless.com and pick up a t-shirt. These are hot, too. I mean, Ooh. Internet's Magic, Aaron Wilson, Ooh. our friend, he is a Sovereign Skies designer, actually. He he helped us with this T-shirt design, and, and they are really nice looking. Sharp. So yeah. check it out. All Thanks, right. y'all. What is that? What'd you say? Damn, the Golden Duck Diner is now serving sushi? What can we do to compete? Boss, boss, we can sell kimchi. Kimchi? Why the heck would we do that? What the heck is kimchi? I'm telling you, boss, people will drive for miles to eat kimchi. Food Chain is a heavy strategy game about building a fast food chain. You will be using a card system to hire train, market, and then produce food or drink. You're trying to have the cheaper or the closer product on a tile grid system than your other opponent's fast food restaurants trying to sell the most food and drink, making money, and the winner then is the person with the most money at the end of the game. Now, Food Chain Magnate has the new ketchup expansion, which is going to add 17 new and different modules that can be played individually or added in in any combination that you would like. Some of the modules are going to include coffee that adds coffee shops. They add new food like noodles, kimchi, and sushi. And then they also have new milestone cards that completely change the way your strategy can be. The object of the game with it is still to have the most money at the end of the game. And there you go. There's a quick overview of Food Chain Magnate. You better get your kimchi so that you can sell. (laughs) That was great. Thank you, Clef, for that good, succinct overview. Let's dive into this, guys. Yeah. Let's do it. Well, we always start off, first thing is art and components, right? Uh Uh-huh. This is, I think, is one of the more controversial things about this game because some people think the art's great and some people think it's terrible richie where are you on this i've always liked the card art uh even when i didn't like the game i liked the art on the card i liked the art on the box or at least on the the cover of the box and the map tiles i think is where most people have their their issues with the map tiles but honestly after playing it so much I, I like the map tiles as is just because the the simplicity of it uh-huh. especially when you got to figure out distance and all that stuff actually helps so people call this clip art richie and if you were to respond to the legions and there are legions if you go to all the different board game facebook groups all the different legions that go out there and go more than a hundred bucks for this game what what am i paying for look at this look at this map this is ridiculous what would you say to them richie (laughs) uh you're you're paying for the gameplay Definitely. Yeah. I, I think you're, you're definitely playing for the gameplay. And there are a lot of cards in there. I mean, it's not like you're not getting anything for your, your money. There's decent wooden components, a lot of cards in there. I mean, there's a, I mean, a, a ton of stuff in the expansion as well. So, sure. I, yeah, I, the money, I think, is well spent. And I would say that these two designers from Splatter are big fans of 18xx. And nobody says with 18xx... I mean, very rarely, at least, do people say, 
Where's the sagebrush? Where's the Michael Menzel people waving at the train as it goes by? What the what the, what is going on here? You know, and Chad always just loves the slip in ATN XX reference whenever yeah, he can. <laughs> this is a true thing, all right? And one of the reasons that ATN XX has remained, and there's been a big fight on this on the internet recently with with uh, no pun included and the uh, the new release of 18 Chesapeake. There is a big fight on whether we should make these maps more welcoming. Are they useful? How do we keep them utilitarian? All these kinds of things. And so, you know, one of the reasons there's pushback with the 18XX, for example, is I need to see clearly at a moment's notice what route I can take, what uh, route my my uh, my opponent can take, and how quickly I can I can fight against that. And there is an element of that in this game, I think. Uh, I, I totally agree with what both of you are saying. It's not the prettiest game that you're ever going to see, especially with the tiles, but that's the way it needs to be because you need to be able to, it's functional. That's what you're using it for. You need the function so that you can see where your routes are, what your what's going on. You need to know what, how to place your restaurants and your houses and your gardens and you know everything about it. So I think it is very functional. Now, as for what the expansion added, I think it, uh, so, you know, it's all pretty much the same art, uh, but they did a nice job of adding in the bigger pieces uh, so that if you need, you know, like, mm-hmm. so when you're getting eight pizzas, instead of having to hand them eight little tokens, you can grab one of the big ones, you know, it's worth whatever. You can make it three or five, whatever the heck you want to make it. Uh, so I really liked that. And they did a good job of making them very distinguishable. You, there's the good old... Uh, Italians could take some. I mean, I, they did a better job with Marco Polo too, but they could have definitely have used uh, yeah, those definitely. early on or whatever. So no, uh, yeah, solid, good. You know, uh, not a lot different from the regular game, but yeah, well done. And also the menus, I think, are a huge. Uh, like as far as the components go, that's one of my favorite components in there. Having that menu that just walks you through an entire turn. Uh, like when I was teaching Jessica that, she loved that. She said that was one of her right. favorite things in the game. Right. There are rarely missteps in the in the rules to the game with uh, with a splatter, I feel like. It's pretty well laid out for the most part. Now, some of the rules themselves, even if they're well laid out, can trip you up a little bit. But I would say that for the most part, the the job of the rule book and the player aids work pretty well, and yeah. especially with this one. Yeah. There have been very few rules questions that I've had, you know, that I'm like, oh, I'm not quite sure. Usually they're very well defined and everything is is, is pretty well uh, laid out. So, yeah, I, I would totally agree with you on that. Well, I guess it's time for gameplay, right? Let's start off with how do you feel like it has, has it improved the base game? And if it has, how significantly do you think just in basic terms, has it improved, Chad? Well, and I, I'm going to go first because I've had less experience than the two of you. But I will say that I feel like this expansion breaks this game wide open. It really does. So we haven't talked much in the explanation of the gameplay, but there are milestones. And what makes this game a splatter game, because they are big about confrontation in splatter games, in this splatter game, you have milestones. In the milestones, that means during a turn, during a round where all players have their their turn to go, if you don't do a certain thing that kicks off a milestone, for example, if you don't sell a pizza to a house, then 
you will miss out on that special power milestone that 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 will get you. Okay, so that is why turn order becomes super important in this game. And you are always watching what other players are doing so that you don't miss out on getting shut out of what they call a milestone. In this expansion, there are brand new milestones, which completely change the game. Absolutely. Okay, good Good point. Definitely. So you have to know that it, because there were complaints about this game when it came out and people played it over and over and over and over because it's the kind of game that can be played that way. There were complaints that, okay, there's an opening strategy and there's a mid-game strategy and there's a this and a that. And these new milestones really, really changed that up. And, you know, we didn't talk much about this either, but there is also a card that you're going to turn in as to how much when the bank breaks the first time, you're going to have the bank seated the next time. So with the base game, there is a 100, a 200, and a 300 card that I can put in in the beginning of the game, and uh, that will determine how much the bank, after it breaks the initial time, will have the next round. Because when the bank breaks the second time, that ends the game. But this has changed in the expansion as well. So there are a lot of different strategies that the new expansion opens up. And for me personally, and I'm sure you all will talk about it, but for me personally, the milestones are a big part of that. Sure. Okay. So Richie, what, what do you think? How, how much has this expansion uh, changed uh, the base game of food chain? Uh, like I said, I think the, the milestones really open up the different strategies, also ramp up how fast the game plays. Because yeah. definitely in the the base game, I mean, you have the two really kind of main opening strategies that people go after, either recruiting girl or trainer. I know some. I know the one of the designers talks about how he goes marketing every once in a while, but he most people don't win that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really, you're, you're either going to go recruiting girl, or you're going to go trainer. Uh, with the, and I even like just the with the old. Even if you're playing with the old base milestones, one of the modules that they added were hard choices. So they made it so that certain those two milestones and what was the third one? That uh, it's the marketing, the trainer, and the recruiting girl. Yeah. So those those three milestones will go away after uh, the two of them will go away after turn two, and then the one will go away after turn three. Right. So it really forces your hand. You do have to go one route and stick to it. Uh, so I, I think that that was needed to just to kind of make those base milestones a little bit more interesting. Uh, then, like I said, the new milestones are fantastic. So I, everything in this expansion, to me, improves the game in one way or another, if anything, just to mix up the gameplay. Right. I I played, back when Food Chain first came out, I played it a lot. And, you know, I had a group that we all played it together. And it did kind of become a little bit on rails in a way. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you knew what strategies kind of early to take. And now obviously the board is always different and there's, there's different things, but you definitely could see there were certain paths that people took um, every single game. And eventually I kind of said, "Eh, okay, I I think I've had enough out of this game. And I traded my copy away. Ooh, what did you trade your copy of food chain magnet away for? Yes. What did you trade it for? Um, I I can't remember right now. So we'll just move on from that. (laughs) I, um, I think I remember. I think oh. Chad remembers as well. So Yeah. Oh. I think it had to do with Ken Follett. Uh, well, I will say this. At the time, 
<laughs> Pillars of the Earth was out of print. Yeah. And it was a hard game to get. Uh-huh. And so I traded it for Pillars of the Earth. Yeah, that that's uh Which is now on my cell shelf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like you said, it to be fair, it was out of print at the time. Yeah, I you mean know. I'm not terribly upset that, at myself, but um it was a bad like trade. I said, it was a bad <laughs> trade. All right. So but um but now that uh so, but since we've gotten the new expansion and we've started playing again, wow. I mean, I feel like this game went from like a good like a you know a good upper tier game to an elite game there is so much stuff that you can do to change the gameplay and we'll obviously get into some of this here in a little bit but there are new foods there are as they've already spoken about the new milestones which are crazily different and so much you know just so much more fun i don't want to say more fun but just different fun um and then there's also the coffee that you can have there's also different roles that you can uh you know different cards like a lobbyist that can actually build roads so like before like if you were trapped from a spot you couldn't get into too bad now you can actually build roads to get into places there's apartment building tiles that like you know double take the whatever they're getting marketed there's so much going on that just makes this game now like so many different options and so different every time that you play it even since i will say when you play the new milestones there are certainly three paths once again that you're going to go through i mean you which right. are the same three paths right that's that part of that hard choices thing but, but it still feels tight when you, you do it you're still going to go after one of those three you're not going to all of a sudden say i'm just going to take a lobbyist your first turn or something you know no but it definitely makes you know? the marketing uh, more viable oh compared to the base game if, if you go card by card you're talking to the first one, you got eternal marketing, and then you got to pay no salaries for them. Now you get $5 for every good you deliver. No, every, every, every good, good you, you market. Market, I'm sorry. Which is Every huge. good you market. And you get a minus two on your distance. Which is huge. Huge and huge. humongous. Um, the recruiting girl, instead of you recruiting three people in the same turn, you got an extra two management trainees. Yep. Now you do it one time. You get an executive vice president that you do not have to pay salary you don't for. Have to pay the salary for <laughs> yeah so you immediately go up to having 10 slots that you can go crazy with and another card we'll talk about in a little bit that could even make it better but then and then the trainer used to be you got 15 dollars discount on salaries now you don't have to pay salaries as long as you're broke right <laughs> if you're broke you know what you say to them hey I'll catch you next time. <laughs> my my kid Mason, every time we play this, he loves doing the training because he loves to be like, Hey, come on guys, I'll catch you next time. <laughs> hey guys, I'll catch you next time. You know, it's just it's so but they're so much better. And Richie, you hit it on the head though. I'll tell you this. I played the base game the other day because I was teaching a couple of people. And the base game with the base milestones, I was like, Whoa, this is kind of a slog. Because yeah, the expansion, it I mean, boom, it ramps, ramps it up, up and it goes fast. You don't have time sometimes to do a lot of different things because you got to get in there and get moving right away. So I, I think it has changed it significantly. I mean, talk about a must expansion. So, you know what? I'm very curious on, uh, you know, before we go a little bit more into gameplay here, what are some of your favorite modules? I mean, do you have some favorite modules, Chad? I mean... Uh, what, what do you think? What, what's well? I already talked about the new milestones, and sure. like I said, that's huge, right? But 
for my play, and and we'll get into this at final thoughts again. <laughs> but I will say one of my favorites is is the discount manager because if you if you play the discount manager, I think it's called discount manager. Uh-huh. You get that out, you can take a hundred dollars out of the bank each turn. If you have a three three or more dollar discount on your yeah, yeah yeah that's part of the milestone yeah. Yeah. yeah so if you get a three or more dollar discount you can take that out so for me that was great because my first game i got blank housed uh, and uh, <laughs> if i'm not mistaken that is the game where at some point chad is trying to do something he looks down at his cards richie and i are doing whatever and all of a sudden chad out of nowhere goes Come on, Jacobson. <laughs> that was early in the game. And Richie yeah, and I just it lost it. <laughs> Come on, Jacobson. <laughs> that, that brought me back to my wrestling coach days, actually. And I was I was pretty mad at myself. Yeah. So uh, I made myself go run hills after that game. So uh, yeah, and 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 it was it was a it was a uh, it was a hard game, and. I was able to, because I didn't want to prolong my agony, I, I was able to bring out the discount manager and bring prices down $3 every, uh, yeah. every round and yeah. take that $100 <laughs> that out of the bank faster, and speed yeah. it up. Thank God. <laughs> so that that's what I'll list. You guys have some good ones, and I'll, I'll kick it to you. Richie, what do you got? Well, I love uh, noodles is one of my favorite uh, new expansions. And, yeah. uh, with noodles, it, the way that it works is that if a house has a demand on it, that no restaurant can f- fulfill, then they will search for noodles. So then they're, you know, it's like, whatever, we can't get what we want to eat, let's just go eat noodles. And uh, in our last game that we played, and Clef didn't want to include noodles in that setup. I, I was did like, not. Just, I, I, like, I argued against it. Yep, like, just right. throw noodles in there. Yeah, just right, throw noodles right. in. And then I was able to fulfill like a, an 18 demand that was on, a, an, on an apartment building just with noodles. And it, it's just, it really ramps things up, like we've already talked about, but... Yeah, being able to fulfill those large quantities because all it adds is the uh, the noodle cook and the noodle chef, and the noodle cook I think produces like six noodles. Is yeah, it six and then uh, sixteen for the yeah chef. the noodle chef is like sixteen, so you can get a lot of noodles. So you can really try to and this kind of couples with the uh, other module that I really like is the mass marketer. Whereas when you play the mass marketer, you will have. For every mass marketer that's out there, you'll have an additional marketing phase. So you'll go through the marketing phase like normal, and then if there's a mass marketer, you'll do it again. If there's another one, you'll do it again. And so you can really get, especially if the apartment buildings out there or if like the rural markets out there, you can really get that demand huge. Yeah. And then if you got that noodle chef, fulfill Boom. it. Yep. Yeah, do it all in yep. one big swoop. Yep, exactly. No, that's uh, so one. yeah, those are uh, the noodles, mass marketer, and. I even like the Fry Chef, which is just a, a little card that just gives you a bonus $10 for every sale that you get. I have yet to buy a Fry Chef. Uh, I mean, I've seen a bot plenty of times in my games, but it yeah. just I, I just never have the moment where I'm like, okay, I can take a Fry Chef here because I'm trying to do something else. But If you have a lot of little sales that you can make, yeah. then I mean, it's huge because just give me that extra 10 bucks sure, on sure. top of every yeah. sale. Yeah. Well, what about you, Clef? Are you going to go night marketer? Uh, or you- yeah, I'm going to talk about the night manager. All right. Um, the night shift manager. So yeah. he is, uh, he's basically, he says all of your employees that don't have a salary work twice. So basically you got two recruiting girls and two trainers out there and two waitresses. You get to hire four people, train four people, and you get yourself instead of just six bucks, you'd get 12 bucks. So it's, 
it is if you do the recruiting girl strategy with that night uh, with that executive vice president. Yeah, if you get the executive vice president. Ooh, That's it. You, got, you really got to look for that and make sure whoever yeah. is going that route doesn't get that. that doesn't or, get it. Yeah. I mean, it's not unbeatable, but no. it is. It's it's, very it's good. hard to overcome. It yes. is very 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 good. And I tell you, I, I think my my favorite game is the one that I did that in. And at the end of the game, I had like a stack of cards because I was just you're buying so many people and you're training so many people. You're just like, just, it's just flying. Um, it's a lot of fun. And I really, I think that's a cool card. Now I haven't had a chance. One of the things I want to do is I have not had a chance to play the night manager in the, just like with the base milestones, just to see if it's any good in that. Uh, so that's one thing I kind of want to try, but yeah, that's definitely one that I enjoy a lot. And then the other one I really like, uh, it's called the lobbyist. And the lobbyist, when uh, you take him, you get to do, uh, you get to put out either a road or a park. Now, parks are very similar to gardens where they will double the income of uh, whatever it's touching. And in fact, if it has a garden and a park, it's going to triple whatever the normal uh, demand is, uh, price for the demand. But the road is what's kind of cool because used to be where you're like i said you were blocked off from somewhere now you can put a road and it's under construction that round but then the next round it opens up and you can hop into different places and if you're the first person to play a lobbyist you also get to go to the extra tiles and put out a whole extra tile wherever you want to around the board which obviously you're going to usually put that in a very opportune place yeah. for you so I really think the lobbyist is is a very very cool one. So and you can even use that uh, constructing of a new road, even if like you don't need a new road somewhere, because it will put out those plus one yes. markers. Yep. And you can just build a road in front of someone's restaurant oh. just to mess up their distance. Absolutely. Yeah. There's so much going on with that. That's that's yeah. So excellent. Let's talk about replayability since it's an expansion, right? Right. Variability and replayability. I, I'm going to say at this moment off the charts i have played now probably 10 times in the past couple of weeks and like i literally go over there and play it again now this is a lot of times we do a review and then the game gets put on the shelf and doesn't get touched for a while this is one that i am still going to want to play this multiple times here in the very very near future because i think the replayability you know even other people my wife okay i taught her this game last week okay and we have already played it three times, excuse me, four times since then. And she even is like, I wonder if we took, if I took this into this and can we, you know, basically it's like, mm. can we play it again? I, this was even the best part. Literally at one point I was playing with my wife and my son and both of them at some point were taking a piece of paper and they're writing down like, okay, if I go into the trainer, I'm going to train this person to this and then this, <laughs> writing all this stuff down. I was like, whoa, I'm not even at the point where I'm going to write anything down. <laughs> right. like, you guys go. I wow. Mean, yeah. So it's life goals right uh, there. For me, the re replayability with this expansion is infinite. I just cannot ever imagine a scenario where I'm just like, okay, I'll try something. This is going to be different this time. So, yeah. One of the things I will say is if you feel like this might be a game for you, you should definitely play it, first of all. And second of all, you should really consider getting it. This is one of those games with the expansion you could play, honestly, with the same group once a week for two years and still get a ton out of it. I, I'm not joking about this. It, it's, it's ridiculously off the charts because it is 
they have built in so much player expansion. And these two guys from Splatter have said, all right, all right, we don't do expansions, but if you want an expansion, here you here you go. We're going to give it to you. They yeah. gave it to and us. And they did. They gave you so much variability. There are certain scenarios they they uh, they put in. They they put in the Asian fusion scenario. So you just play with kimchi and noodles and sushi. They put in, uh, you know, the coffee scenario. I mean, it is ridiculous. You could play for months and not experience the same kind of gameplay. And if you are exploring it with the same group, I think you'll have a blast. So, you know, yeah. I mean, replayability is through the roof. Class right. Yeah, easily. I mean, especially of the games that we have uh, reviewed, this is hands down the best as far as this category goes. I, and honestly, I really can't <laughs> I can't even think of any other games, especially I mean, when you're talking about all the different ways that you can mix up those modules. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it is a completely different game. I, I'd say th- this is this is a game that I'm I'm taking to the Doomsday Cabin. Okay. Oh, yeah. For the, yeah. For the replayability. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I I, I can't fault Trade, you. Trademark Ben Maddox. So okay. five Good. games for Doom yeah. Day. All right. <laughs> Lastly, we kind of talk about uh, player count because that's something kind of important to a lot of people. You know, depending on what your group is. So this right now, well, the main game used to be two to five, and now with the expansion, you can actually do two to six. We didn't get a six player in. No, that's the so that's technically the one module we did not play. And I'm quite honestly, I'm not quite sure that <laughs> not I wanted to get in. <laughs> I'm not interested in six. The board scales, I really don't see the need for six players. I mean, it's a game if you really love it and you have a six player show up, then maybe that's what you do. But really, this is unless you just all had in your heart set to play to food mm. chain magnate and yeah. a six player shows up, then maybe you play <laughs> it. But otherwise, there six are six player shows up. Tell two two of those people to go play something else. Yeah, I'm not going to go that far. I've played at five, and I enjoyed it just fine at five. I think if, if we had six players and they all wanted to play it, I would still play it. But it's not going to be the ideal of what I'm looking for. No, it's for. not. Um, on the other spectrum, don't play this at two. Uh, that's my opinion. I know you've played it lots of times with Jessica. I play it's it with my wife at two. No, I don't dislike it. Yeah, at two. I don't dislike it at two. It too, so I don't mind I don't, it at two. I mean, it kind of it's it's not optimal. Like three no, or four, four is best, but I think four two. is my favorite. Yeah, four is definitely four my, is my favorite. favorite. Right, but, but two is not. Yeah, I don't bad. mind two. Well, okay, so especially if you're if if you're playing like a teaching game, and now I know we're not talking about the expansion at this point, but especially if you're playing like a learning game, even through the expansions and and that sort of thing, two is not bad to me. Mm, okay, I just mm-hmm. didn't. I three I like, four I like the best. I'll yep. play it at five, but that's really three, four, five for me is what I think. Actually, you know, I, what? I might highest. three might actually be my favorite because you only have one of the one X play yeah. one X cards. Right, I can't disagree with but, that. Yes, and in fact... Three or four. I mean, it's great at three or four. That's definitely my my son, Mason, who I've been playing this a lot with. He actually likes it at three the best because he feels like there's a strategy there that you can go and lock people out of those 1X cards, where in a four-player game, you can't necessarily lock somebody unless, you know, two people. Because, I mean, remember that game where you you were about ready to get the... uh, The the, Zeppelin. The Zeppelin. And you guys had I, the opportunity to block me. We did, but we would have had to work together. Right, right, and right. And you don't want to do that a lot in this game because, I mean, if he would have, if I had done it and he would not have, then it would have just been a waste for me to do right. it. Right. So, um, yeah, so I, I think that there are some different player counts definitely bring out different points of this game that, once again, makes it hugely replayability because of, you know, even player count makes a big difference. Yeah. I mean, I won't disagree that it is definitely best at three or four. 
but I'll play a two-player game. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Okay, well, so both of you guys say good for two-player. All right. Sure. I Maybe it's one of those things that I need to try a couple more times, but uh, I mean, I guess at this point I haven't had to worry about that, so I'm just going to keep playing the three- and four-player games. So. All right. <laughs> All right, well, I guess it's time to uh, put a little bow on this and everybody kind of give their final thoughts and their score. Uh, but before we do that, Richie, tell everybody that wonderful Punchboard Paradise rating system. So at Punchboard Paradise, we rate on a six-point scale with a one being a game that makes you miserable and a six being a game that could be a contender for your top ten of all time. Clef. All right, I'm up. All right, so, um, well, as I kind of said earlier, I used to own Food Chain Magnate and enjoyed it, but at the time, it kind of got a little bit, and maybe it was part of the group that I was playing with, it just kind of became a little bit samey, so... I was like, ah, I can let this go. I'm not really all that worried about it. Well, then obviously not too long ago, Chad uh, picked up the um, expansion. And I think Richie, not too lo- long after that. And I tell you that first time we sat down and played with the expansion, uh, some different modules, and I think the new milestones, I was hooked. I mean, talk about just flat out hook, line, and sinker. It was fantastic. And I have, honestly right now, I have wanted to play almost nothing else but Food Chain here of late. I have enjoyed it so much. All the different modules are so much fun. They bring so much variety to the game. Um, It just changes the game in so many great ways. I love the thought process. I love the crunchiness of it. I love the fact that people are that I'm playing with are, are writing things down, trying to figure out what they're going to do. I just it's just such a good, heavy, solid Euro strategy game that to me gets played in a appropriate amount of time. I mean, most games I would say last around the two hour mark is about what I was, especially if you're in a faster expansion. It it doesn't take a super long time, but yet you still get that good crunchy feeling out of it. Um, this is a hundred percent, no question about it, a must have if you are a food chain a fan. If you've been thinking, huh, do I want to spend the 80, 90, 100 bucks or whatever it's gonna cost you to get that expansion? It is worth every single penny. You are not gonna regret it. It is amazing, and it's hands down. No question. And I know sometimes maybe we give sixes out around here, maybe a little bit too much, but this one, hands down, a six. No question about it. Spoiler alert, this has a very good chance of hitting my top 10 when we ever go back and do top, when we do the top 10s again. It's that good. So it can be definitely be in my top 10 of all time. So, all right, Chad, what say you? Well, this will come up, I'm sure, but, you know, a lot of people with our last draft being expansions talked about, why didn't we why didn't we pick this as an expansion? We weren't done with our review yet, and so we called it off limits. Otherwise, I think Otherwise us, I would have drafted it first. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Richie Richie yeah, was first and he would have draft yeah. as opposed to winning it. <laughs> right. If you haven't looked right. at the numbers yet, oh, we don't well, know. Yeah, right, that's true. Right, right. <laughs> but uh I will say so I, I have a caveat, and this is an important caveat to some of our listeners. Uh I enjoyed my last play of this, but there were some miserable plays of this for me as well. I love this game. I do see it as a very good game, but I think it for you to have the best experience, your opponents, your players all need to be on somewhat equal footing for the most part. Um, I did play this game less than Clef and Richie did. Richie plays a lot online. Clef had played previously, whether he remembers it or not. And so he had had more plays as well. And, and 
And he had gotten in uh, more plays shortly after I brought in the expansion. They are also both better players than I am, and I will admit to that. But I will say that this is the kind of game that if you are not as good at, at the table as the other players, you probably won't be having as great a time because you, this is not something where you build your farm, you get your city built, you show your card tableau. It is not that kind of a game at the end. You've either sold your stuff or you haven't, and that's it. And so you have nothing to look back on except lost potential. And so it can be a hell of a game. Now, Tom Vassell was known for sort of panning this game and saying it was miserable. And if you had had that one experience that is really bad, you can see why he might have said this. This game can be like that. I would encourage you to get this game if you think you'd be interested. Get the expansion as well, because like I said, you have years of replayability if you do that. And play it together all at the same time, over and over, discovering it together. That's going to be your key experience. It really is, and that's what I would recommend. That is who this game is for. If, if not, you could have those uneven games. You could have that uncomfortable uh, play where everybody has just steamrolled you. It's possible. And and so that's something to take into account when you look at this game. That is why on my on my list, although I have loved the base game for a while, this is a five for me. It's not a six, but it is it's a very good game, a very, very good game. And again, this is my personal taste, and I'm telling you why I feel this way. Uh, but in, in my opinion, because there is that potential to to get steamrolled and not have a good time doing it, this isn't a, a uh, Castles of Mad King Lug Ludwig where you look back and go, yes, but this nice story about my castle. No, you get, <laughs> you get, uh, you get friggin' steamrolled. You get splattered. It. Yeah, you, you get, get splattered. Yeah. Uh, you put your fast food restaurant out of business. Right, yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> and you have to be okay with that. If you know that, that you're okay with that, go full speed ahead, get this expansion, get your group together, and go for it. So that's my final review of five. All right. Richie, final say here. So my original play of this was, uh, I think I wanted Chad's birthday things, I don't know, uh, in 2017. I rated okay. this a four. Okay. And Solid. Okay. And then when Chad said that he was buying a hundred dollar expansion for it, I was like, "What? What could they be doing?" Like, so I, I started watching videos again. And then as I'm watching videos, and we've been playing a lot of splatter games, I was like, "I don't know how I did not like this." Yeah. I was like, "I got to try it again." And and now I've gotten in ten plays since August. Uh -huh. <laughs> and this has uh, once again spoiler. I mean, this will be I, honestly. I think it will be in my top five. Wow. Easily. Wow. I think it'll be in my top five easily. All right. it, it makes sense that this is a Richie game, though. I'm, I'm glad. I'm yeah, glad. I, I absolutely love this game. And it is. And I'll, I'll play the base game. I'll play with the expansions. Whatever modules you want to play, I don't care. Every play that I've played uh, since has been fantastic. I agree with Chad that. And and as, as far as like Vassal's review, I get it. Like if, if you're bringing in a new person and then you just go off, like it's... It's going to be bad. I mean, I've, I've played games online where the end score is like 790 to 100. 
and it's uh, how about negative fifteen? Oh, no, I wasn't I was uh, going to call Brockman out, but I don't know how Brockman <laughs> scored negative fifteen on a game, but he did somehow. Yes, it, it can be bad. Now I will say that even if you are playing with experienced players, it is possible that you get to the end of the game, and if someone's going for a long strategy and they miss it by one turn, then their score could be like a hundred dollars. Sure, it, yeah, and it doesn't mean that they did it poorly. It's just right. that their strategy that they took was too long right, for right. what the game ended up being um but definitely i mean if there's new players at the the table you got to hold hands and you got to walk them down and, and yeah. just don't blow them out yeah exactly right. if you want yeah. to play some more if you want to play more it's not going to be worth it for you to just blow them out yeah absolutely. yeah so uh, for me this is uh beyond the six and yeah it it doesn't matter the price go find it go go pick it up it is well worth the price and you will get your money's yeah. worth you out of it got to beat up your grandmother to steal her money yeah and do it do it yep, it's, <laughs> do it's it. worth it yep <laughs> All right. Well, that is definitive from Punchboard Paradise. You got a six from Clef. You got a six from Richie. And you got a five from Chad. Speaking of ratings, yeah. Let's go back and look at it's got to be, wow, it's got to be over a year ago. Yeah. Let's, let's uh, check out the prescience of the Punchboard Paradise gang and see what over a year ago they gave to Blackout Hong Kong from Alexander Fister. All right, so over a year ago, we reviewed Blackout Hong Kong, one of the thematic masterpieces from Alexander Pfister. And what did we uh, review it? I know I gave it a three, I believe. Yeah, yeah. you were really pissed about that uh, yeah, water, that, uh, that water theme. Spoiling water, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the spoiling Overnight, bottled water. water. Gone. It's, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what would you give it now? I, I'm still at a three. I mean, it, it is, uh, it's a decent game. Uh, I like the card play that's, you know, kind of reminiscent of Mombasa, but ultimately it was just a little too friendly, a little too solitaire-ish for me, especially compared when you compare it to his other games. Uh, so I think, you know, if you, you get the right group, maybe it could be a little bit higher, but for me, it's, it's a three. It's going to stay at a three. Okay. Uh, well, I gave it a four and I haven't played it a lot since we've reviewed it. Maybe a couple of times, I would say. And I still think this is a, it's a very good game. And I think if this was Blackout Hong Kong by, you know, John Smith, I think we'd all be like, this is a really good game from John Smith. Mm -hmm. I think obviously it hurts it a little bit, the fact that it's Alexander Fister. Yeah. And right now, if I'm going to go over there and play a Fister, you know, I'm starting off with Great Western Trail, and then I'm going to go to Maracaibo, and then I'm going to go to Mombasa, and then I'm going to go to, you know, Port Royal. You know, I mean, there's just so many games that are so great from Alexander Fister. It's very, it's, it's in a very hard category, but I'll still say it's worth a play. Like if you're like, eh, I'm wondering about playing it. It's not terrible. It's a good, solid game. I gave it a four. I think probably if I had to say, it's still in my collection, so maybe I keep it at a four, but if I'm sitting here kind of debating, maybe I have to drop it to a three because I'm really, I'm not sure when it's going to get played for me over all those other games. So uh, yeah, I think I'll drop it to a three and I think that's probably where it will stay for, you know, all of eternity. <laughs> Ooh. Well, right. you know, deep. just in case somebody's listening to this podcast like in 200 <laughs> years or something. It's still a three. Capsule. Okay. <laughs> <You know>? All right. <laughs> All right, Chad, finish us off. What did you rate it? I gave it a five. 
which mm. now I feel wrong, awkward about. <laughs> <laughs> I feel awkward, and <laughs> it's like so many other things. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I feel that's wrong, uh, and I'm leaning more towards Richie's side of things. So there were those ran that there was that random t- tile stuff where you flip stuff over and see mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. And man, that really bugged me. I did really like the card mechanisms in that game, but the f- recipe fulfillment that went along with that was a little bit of a downer. And the player interaction was less than happens in most Fister. So honestly, I will, I'm, I'm going to come clean. I took my sleeves off it two weeks ago. And it's got to come down to a three, which is a big wow. drop. Ooh, that's for a drop. Wow. Yeah. So wow. I'm going to say a three, too. So I guess that. Uh, you de sleeved it? Yeah, I de sleeved wow, it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, get off of this. That is harsh. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even, you know I wasn't even sell it with the sleeves on. <laughs> you don't deserve sleeves before I sell you. Uh, so, yeah, you know. Uh, that's that's where it's got to be, and so more than a year later, uh, Blackout Hong Kong, though it is still a good game, not one of Fister's best efforts, and it's going to be a, a universal three from the punch borders. Yeah, which still means good game, just not great. Right. Yeah. yeah. So what do the punch punch have to say? Well, I will start with Jake Blomquist. Jake said, it's fine. Textbook three out of six for me. I like the card mechanism, but I liked it in Mombasa as well, and that's a significantly better game. The rest of it is really boring by the numbers recipe fulfillment game, so the card mechanism has to carry the entire experience. I don't see a scenario in which I'd ever choose it over Mombasa, which has the same cool card mechanism and also has you doing much more interesting stuff. So, Richie... Why don't you uh, Why don't you say what Matthew Strickler had to say? Uh, I'm going to let uh, Clef read that because actually, I, you know, I liked it when you said that I was right, and I'm going to read another comment that says that I'm right, and that is from <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> and that is from Carlos Martinez, and it says, based on Richie's review alone, I never played it. I never sought it out. Even when the price went down close to $20, it still didn't interest me. The power of Richie. Wow, that sounds that's, awful. That's fantastic. Carlos, you are giving Richie way too big. And honestly, <laughs> sounds like a Kickstarter endorsement for Richie. That's awful. And honestly, when it went down to twenty dollars, I almost bought it as well, <laughs> <laughs> even, though like, even though I don't like it. But I, I, I didn't. I didn't. There you go. Oh, that's the power weird. of uh, the power of advertising. Okay. All right. Well, Clef, well, take us home. Yeah. Let's do Matthew Strickler here, since Richie wouldn't read it. Sat on the shelf for a very long time, which is a shame because. It's good. Finally got it to the table a few weeks ago, and it lived up to other fisters. Now, I personally would choose Great Western Trail or Maracaibo um, if it were up to me, but it's right there with them. Maybe a half a tier down, as Evan suggested, only due to a little bit of scout luck factor and overall the first printing production quality. And by the way, if you want to read a really nice review of it, uh, go to the uh, Punchboard Paradise Guild and read Evan's uh, review of it. He's really got some great uh, points there, some pros and cons and everything. So yeah, but so it sounds like the Punch Punch is kind of, uh, you know, a little bit or you know around here so some people thinking it's terrible and some people think it's pretty good so which i, I would think is probably what you're going to find from most people with that game all right well it's time to suck up punishment last time i looked i was losing on the draft so oh, were you I, I honestly when this first started I, I did not come out the gates strong you did not <laughs> you did not but i bad. think i finished poorly let's see 
Let's see, Richie, give us the percentages on this draft that we lasted. It was, I mean, overall, it was actually pretty close amongst all of us. Well, but, one of the closest I've seen us have in a long time. Yeah. Uh, so Clef uh, came in first with 39% of the vote. I came in second with 31.7% of the vote. And Chad came in third with 29.3% of the vote. So very, very spread evenly there. If I could have drafted ketchup, maybe. I could have pulled it out, but well, you know, everything would have been different. You never know. Yeah, so you never know. You, you never know. just can't can't say. Mm. What we can say is that I won. Yeah, <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that is. What and we honestly, I, I think I it's probably that Dr. Congo map that that hurt you. I, <laughs> I would Chad. guess if you'd have picked a different map, I think you'd have been in. <laughs> if you would have picked Sweden, Pittsburgh, or uh, yeah, <laughs> I honestly don't think enough people have played Railroad Revolution because oh, they need to. They I know, an awesome game. I know, Chad. For your punishment, I th- but you were so close, you and Richie. I think I'm going to dish out the punishment to both of you. All right. <laughs> well, I like what that. What do you think, Chad? Are you yeah, going to do that? I think that's fine. This is I a terrible idea. Fits. I think so. So I would like you both to argue. the. I want you to argue the point that Great Western Trail is Alexander Fister's best game. So together, you guys can can make the point. This Is that, a, is this yeah. a cooperative exercise? This is a cooperative <laughs> exercise that you're both going to work on, <laughs> okay. on saying why Great Western Trail is Fister's best hmm. game. Uh, it is definitely one of his one of his greatest games. I, I I definitely wouldn't trade it for let's say Pillars of the Earth. You know, no, no, this or, is a punishment. I, I'm just stating things I wouldn't trade it for. I, I guess I would say that the the thing about this game is that I like that you can control the pace of Great Western Trail. You can uh, choose to build more spots which would uh, slow down the game, or you can choose to move through it quicker, which I, I always like when I can control the pace of a game. So that's a point in, in Great Western's favor. I also like the fact that this will be another game that will prove that Clef doesn't know what he's talking about when he does his top 10 again, and Mari Kaibo's not in the top 10, and Great Western Trail is above it. That's probably true. That's All a right, good point. This is the last time I I'm doing do like a co-punishment. The this the, the this has not worked in my favor at all. <laughs> I feel like that was more of my punishment. <laughs> well, that's what you get for dragging right. me in that. I didn't, I didn't lose. <laughs> I got a game for you two. All right. All right. I like right. games. A little, a little fun game. I mean, it's not anything huge, but I okay. just figured I would test your guys' memories a little bit, okay? Uh-oh. How often do you guys look at BGG's top 100 list? Oh, my gosh. Not often. Not, not often. often, huh? No, So not I just anymore. thought it would be fun, okay? Okay. I just, but I think you guys are, you guys are pretty smart guys, okay? <laughs> and I'm just, so what we're going to do is very simple, is we're going to take the top 20 games in BGG, and one of you is going to start off, you're going to name one of the games, and then it's going to go to the other one, and you're going to go until one of you <laughs> says, I don't know, or, and I'm actually going to give you each, I'm going to give you each two misses. Oh, okay. So if you okay. name a game and it's out of the top 20, you're still in it, but then you got to still say another title. you got to obviously get one right. Okay. Uh, so you're just going to go back and forth, you got the top twenty. Okay. So let's we're we're gonna uh, paper rock scissors to see who gets to go first. All right, and I'm gonna I'm gonna call it and it goes paper rock scissors shoot. Chad <laughs> Primo, it Primo. <laughs> and it's rock paper scissors shoot paper rock paper rocks <laughs> whatever right. rock. 
paper, scissors, shoot. We got two scissors again. And Chad was wins with rock versus scissors. So Chad, you are going to start off and name one game out of the BGG top 20. Gloomhaven. That is correct. Not currently number one. All right, Richie. Uh, Pandemic Legacy Season 1. Very good. That is currently number two. <laughs> Chad? Twilight Struggle. Twilight Struggle is correct. That is currently number nine. Richie? Oh, I didn't realize that had fallen down that far. Uh, Brass Birmingham. That is correct. That is currently number three. Chad? Gaia Project. That is correct. Chad's favorite game is number eight. Terra Mystica? Terra Mystica is correct. It is number 15. Ooh, getting outside All there. All right, Chad? Scythe. Scythe is correct. It is number 11. Uh, through the Ages. Which one? Can you be more specific? I don't know the different editions. Uh, through <laughs> through the Ages, second. I don't know what they're called. Through the Ages, second edition. No, through the Ages. Oh, through yeah. the. I don't know, man. I think that's a miss. If a story. <laughs> of Civilization. Yes, okay. I'm gonna count it. <laughs> oh my God. Through the Ages, a new story of civilizations yeah. currently ranked number six. All right, Jack. I'm going to say Through the Ages, the first edition, which didn't have a subtitle. That's a miss, Bob. Oh. That has dropped all the way to number 42. Wow, I didn't know it. Yeah, had so it dropped way, okay, way out miss. of there. Okay, so that's one miss, all right? Mm. So, back, so still on you, Chad. All right. Let's go with Star Wars Rebellion. Star Wars Rebellion is correct. That is currently number seven. Mm. All right, Richie. Let's go War of the Ring. War of the Ring is correct. Um, it's Oof. the second edition, but we're going to give you that number 12. Yeah, that was a good one. All right, Chad. Agricola. Uh, <laughs> are you wow. Me? It I'm is shocked number that... 29. Oh, my God. It's the right answer would be Caverna. Wow. <laughs> is Caverna higher than Agricola? Well, hold on here. He's Let's already missed twice. Oh, he, yeah, no, yeah, he, he got two misses, yeah. so oh, he's still so got he's... one more miss. So okay, okay. you don't he get an answer yet. So we're right. still on Chad. Chad, we just we just spent a punishment talking about this game. I know, hey, what, but what I'm just saying. Oh. I, <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be my. I, I'm just saying that was going to be my next guess. But I can't believe. Oh, he's just he's, he's little, been thrown he's off. Salty. He's a little right. salty he's right now. I'm really surprised about Agricola, you guys. Yeah, that's like well, a bedrock. Okay. All right. All right well, Great Western the, Trail. Great Western Trail. Very good. All yeah. right. Number 10 currently. Richie. The price is that high, though. We certainly have a... Oh, uh, uh, Terraforming Mars. I was about to say, we've yeah. got somebody out the in the great Northwest right now say, yelling and screaming at us right now. <laughs> yes, currently number four, which is now dropped behind Brass Birmingham. Which currently, we we need people to join our Slack because Chad C is trying to see how many <laughs> how many has, of his physical plays versus yeah. the entire Slack channel. Right. And he's, uh, he's, Mars. he's currently winning. He's crushing, yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, Chad. Back to you. Got to be careful here. You have two misses already. Yeah, I could. I could really mess it up. Um, Boy, this is tough. Has, How far have you has, been eating any vegetables lately, Chad? No. Stop no. this stuff. Stop this helping. No, I, I, oh. I haven't. But I. What? So oh. no. Wait. What so, do you got? I'm just saying. Like here, there are two ways I could go here. Okay, because I could go for the classic, like, we're talking dry euros, right? I still you, think dry you euros. You don't have a, a net anymore, so no, what, I know, you want to go with I, yeah. a I'm right answer. Listening. <laughs> I'm saying I could possibly go with, with Puerto Rico because I'm, you know, uh, this was at one time. But I could also go with, you know what, our channel seems to, like, think that Concordia is the best. 
So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with our punch bunch and say Concordia. Going with Concordia, that is correct. Number seventeen. All of right, all just time. made it. Okay. All right, Richie. I'm gonna throw it out there just because I'm hoping it it makes Chad very upset and throws him off his game, and I'm gonna say Caverna. Uh, Caverna is not. It is number twenty seven. What Which was one's uh, higher? Is that is that higher, higher than yeah? Agricola is twenty nine. Oh my so, god, that's ridiculous. Right. Moved ahead. I'm so, happy. You're still happy. <laughs> I'm still happy. You only got one miss. <laughs> All right. So, so still on you, Richie. Oh, Back okay. to you. So I actually got to come up with a, a real answer here. <laughs> um, let's let's go Twilight Imperium fourth edition. Maybe the fourth edition has gotten Twilight up. Imperium fourth edition is correct. It is currently number. Five. Ow. Five what on the, the uh, yes. All right, Chad, back to you. Got no net here. I'm really nervous. I, I you know what? I'm just gonna <laughs> make a big, pick. Oh, some big games still on here. You I know. Just, I'm just gonna make a pick. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna use Richie's against him. I'm gonna say Mansions of Madness Second Edition. Uh oh. <laughs> that I don't. I think I it is in the top 100, but I don't oh, think it's that high. Oh, Chad. No go. No go. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I I don't even know. I'm scrolling. <laughs> <around there. laughs> he still oh, there it is, 32. So uh, I mean, okay. not, too, not too bad. Is Puerto Rico still in the top in 20? Uh, no. So let's see up. what you guys missed. No one said Castles of Burgundy. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 14. Yeah, sure. um, also in there. Now, this one surprised me. Number 13. And this is one of, uh, I believe his name is Jamie. It's on our Slack channel. This is his favorite game, Spirit Island. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. He I didn't realize it was that high. Really yeah, he yeah. keeps... He loves this game. And I apologize, Jamie. I still have not... He's giving me the learning notes uh, and everything. Yeah. I still haven't had a chance to play and it. And I respect his, his yeah. opinions on stuff. Uh, but yeah. uh, I'm excited yeah, to try it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, number 16, Seven Wonders Duel. No one said. Oh, no, wow. yeah. I guess I didn't realize it was up that high. Um, let's see here then. Number 19 was Arkham Horror, the card game. Oh, wow, that is Maybe climbed. that's what I was thinking. That is climbed. Uh, <laughs> number 18 is, uh, which brass did you say? I, think I said brass Birmingham. Birmingham, yep. Uh, so the other we didn't say the other brass. Thank you, sure. Yeah. Um, and then finally, number 20, probably the biggest uh, mover uh, from last year, uh, Wingspan. Oh, Wingspan. I almost mm. guessed Wingspan. Mm. That's crazy. But it, ah. I knew it was crazy how much that moved. But you guys did a pretty good job, actually. Yeah, not oh, bad. Well, that's nice of you. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. you. Good job on Props that. Props to so, you, Richie. Yeah, all right, buddy. Richie, way to win there. Yeah, uh, there you go. get. Uh, he still deserves uh, you that get ice cream an bar. ice cream bar whenever. <laughs> I, I, one get, I, I have not eaten an ice cream bar. Yeah. So, just so I just want the ever the <laughs> <laughs> ever since they've been promised to me on this show, I have not eaten an ice cream bar. I just want to call it out. I will say I brought one. It disappeared. Maybe one of the punch bunch can mail you an ice cream. Yeah. I like this week. Again, we'd be perfect for it when it's like 95. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> ice cream bars. All right. Well, punch a bunch, maybe think about that. In the meantime, please take care of yourselves and each other. Hey, have a good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Punchboard Paradise would like to thank our loyal listeners as well as the publishers and designers that have provided review copies. You can find us at punchboardparadise at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Punchboarders. We are on Instagram at Punchboard Paradise and Facebook at Punchboard Paradise. What the heck is kimchi? I'm telling you, boss, people will drive for miles to eat kimchi. I love how Minnie Mouse <laughs> it turned into for the yeah, it really did. T- it really did turn into Minnie Mouse by the end. <laughs> it was great. <laughs>